I was with a narcissist before, but never like this. The past relationship was awful. They raged at me. They cussed at me. They threw things at me. And this one was completely different. Something changed. Something was different. Why am I still in this cycle when I thought the next person was completely different? You see, a lot of times when people are with a narcissistic personality disorder, they look at and they see the overt narcissist. Oftentimes, overt narcissists are common to be like the first person that you interact with that you're like, wow, this person's narcissistic because you see it. You see it more than you would in a covert or a vulnerable narcissist. I think there's a lot of times in talking with different people and doing coaching across the globe that there's a lot of people out there that get involved with an overt narcissist, a grandiose narcissist, one that you're like spotting and you're like, that's a narcissist. And they walk away from it or they get rescued from that relationship by another narcissist, but it looks different. This time, the other narcissist is covert. This time, the other narcissist is a lot more sly and subtle about what they're doing, how they're interacting, how they're grooming you, how they're manipulating you to be theirs, while all the time saving you or rescuing you from a narcissist. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist that as I'm learning more, would identify more on the covert side than I would the overt side in how I interact and how I feel and how I process stuff. And I'm on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. Maybe you're listening today on the podcast, either on Spotify or Apple. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please give us a follow on some of our other platforms under Raw Motivations. Check us out on other platforms with videos, with longer videos, shorter videos, nuggets of truth every single day under Raw Motivations. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. I'm on this platform to provide that awareness, growth, healing, and change. And we do that by providing free content and also with meeting with people in daily meetings. We have one-on-one meetings that I conduct with people all across the globe. The majority of people that I meet with are narcissistic abuse survivors, people that have gotten out or they're trying to figure out how to get out. And it's the crazy making of like, I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand why I'm here and being able to help them understand you're not crazy, you're not alone, and you've been put in a crazy situation that's formed a trauma bond that keeps you stuck with an abuser. But we're able to help break people out of that on a day-to-day basis. And it's awesome and it's rewarding and it's great to be able to see that light bulb, that switch flick, and people will be like, whoa, now I see it. Now I'm able to do my healing, growth, and change even more because I've rewired the story that's in my head. I've changed the aspect of the trauma bond in my head and I'm able to get free. On a day-to-day basis, I work with people in three different areas. One's the trauma bond, breaking free from that toxic mentality of I know they're toxic, but I still want to go back. Helping people through limbo land, which is the rumination and is detoxing from the narcissistic person. And is also vision values, working on how do I set up in the future, how do I set up the boundaries that I need to not go back and to not get with a new toxic person. If that's you here today, would love to be able to talk to you. You can reach out in the link in my bio, or if you're listening or anywhere out there, you can go to rawmotivations.com. Would love to be able to talk to you. So a lot of times I see overt to covert, where we see people that are with an overt or a grandiose narcissist and end up getting out of that relationship. And that's great because they're out of that relationship, but end up getting sucked back in into a narcissistic relationship, but one that is covert, one that is harder to see. 
one of the typical ways you can kind of see a little bit of a difference is you'll be with someone that's raging at you, that's yelling, that's screaming, that's throwing things, and you feel that intenseness from them, not understanding like what's going on, why it's going on, and you're just thankful to get out. A lot of times in these cases, you'll have domestic violence, you'll have different types of abuse that are very awful, very manipulative, but are very overt, like you see it happening. There's not a question of like, did they mean it this way? Did they not mean it this way? Like, no, like they threw something at your head. So that means aggression, that kind of a thing. And then covert on the other side, a lot of times you see more of the passive aggressive, the small subtle digs that they put in that slowly over time put you in the same type of state as you were with the overt person, the same type of like thought process of it's not safe for me to talk here. It's not safe for me to express my feelings. It's not safe for anything in this relationship because of the abuse that's going on. Coverts are a lot harder to find. They're a lot harder to see and they're a lot harder to realize what's going on because the digs and the subtlety can be very, very minute that slowly over time chips away at you. Reactive abuse you see on both sides. You see it in if you're in an overt relationship or if you're in a covert relationship. The overt one, you might see them push you to the edge and all of a sudden you're there screaming and mad and frustrated and there they are kind of sitting back smiling and recording you. The reactive abuse on the covert side might look more in the form of like dog whistling where they're poking and prodding at you in private and then they use the same phrases and, and words and actions in public to elicit a response from you. Both of them make you look crazy. Both of them oftentimes go in different ways. Overts and coverts. Well, let's talk through some of the ideas or some of the differences. These are not mutually exclusive and it's not a list that says, hey, this is definitely one or definitely the other. So don't take what I'm saying out of context. There's just some stuff that I've written down and that I want to talk to you about it that sometimes can be either indicators or an idea of who you're dealing with. But again, part of this is the idea of you're with an overt, and a lot of people end up getting with a covert after the fact. Think of it this way. Sometimes the overts have the shorter relationships or the relationships that are in cycles. Hey, like this person, they haven't been with someone longer than three years. Like three years is their max cutoff and they've just cycled through people every three years. That's just how it happens. And a lot of times you see more cycles, more short relationships inside the overt aspect. And then you see the covert aspect that a lot of times is so subtle and so slow in the grooming process that the people are with these people longer and longer and longer. We're talking 5, 10, 30, 40 years that they're together without realizing the abuse that's happened over time because it's not just out there in front of the public eye. It's slow and it's subtle. Think of the idea of like an overt being like really annoying sometimes while a covert might be well-liked. And just like the difference, sometimes the vibe that they might give off sometimes is completely different. Sometimes the overt will be very showy or like extra, like proclaiming a lot of stuff about themselves or about achievements that they've done. Whereas the covert might look more on the vulnerable side or the shy side, not willing to actually engage with a whole lot of people, kind of standing back, you know, at parties or things like that. They're not the center of attention, but somehow attention still gets drawn to them. Mentioned now, overts, a lot of accomplishments, uh, coverts. A lot of times they might feign humility to be able to get praise. Like, oh, that, that wasn't that big of a deal. And because they want that, but they don't want to reveal the overt feeling of like, hey, you should praise me. Grandiose ego happens with both. 
The difference is how it's shrouded. How it's different with the two is you have grandiose ego that's very out, boisterous, like sometimes like in your face, like the grandiose, like over the ego is still there where they think that's the best. The covert, on the other hand, is typically trying to hide that to some level, to some degree, because they don't want everybody else out there to think that they're a selfish person. But they would rather have everyone else slowly know that I am special. I am entitled to like the things that I want, and therefore you should love and serve me. But they have to hide that. They have to manipulate that from other people versus being very outspoken about it. Sometimes you just have an overt narcissist that looks like a jerk and a covert narcissist that just looks like the nice guy. There's not really a ton that I'm going to dive into in this video because I wanted to highlight just a couple differences, a couple like ideas at times that appear different between the two that make you latch on to the idea that, hey, I was with a narcissist in the past and then this one didn't look like a narcissist at all. Like, I don't think they're a narcissist. And then you get out of the relationship, you're like, whoa, like they actually were a narcissist because I didn't realize what I was getting put through. And some of the stuff I was getting put through was the same exact thing as the previous relationship, but I didn't get to it in the same way. A lot of times you'll see an overt being very much in your face about what they're doing, sometimes even drop hints of this is what's going to happen, and a covert won't do that. A lot of times they'll be more sly, more subtle, and they'll get to the place where all of a sudden you're in the same spot of being abused, but you didn't even realize how you got there. Think of it this way, that many people will go or they'll get rescued by a covert because it looks better than the last one. And the thing you have to realize is if you're just going from relationship to relationship, or if you're getting out of relationship by getting saved by another one, a lot of times what happens is you open yourself up for the possibility of getting hurt even more. One, because you're vulnerable, and two, because you might not be thinking or seeing that clearly. But running into another relationship oftentimes causes its own issues, its own problem, its own baggage that you bring into the next relationship. And if that's not a healthy person, it, all that baggage can be used against you. So please be careful because oftentimes people will come out of an overt relationship and they will get rescued by a covert just because they think that that person is better. So be careful of how you do that. They're still the same in the DSM-5. They still have the same traits. The nine traits of the, of the overt narcissist are still there with the covert, but they are hidden differently. And if that's something you guys want me to talk about more, can definitely dive into that more. But that's all I had for today. Hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks so much.